Welcome back to another episode of Vente al Cafecito. I hope you brought your cafecito and you're ready to dig into today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you guys about rebuilding your life. So on Labor Day, we spent the day at my uncle's house with most of my mom's siblings. Only one of my aunts was missing, but most of her siblings were there. Some of my cousins were there and we were like in the middle of a horrible heat wave and um, he just purchases home and he has a pool and and he invited everyone to just come over kind of chill it wasn't like a party everyone just kind of came and we all bought you know food while we were there and and just enjoyed the day and we were there from like 11 a.m until like 7 p.m that day and as i was there i was just thinking and i felt i felt a little emotional at times because my uncle was, I'm not going to get too deep into the story because it's not my story to tell, but certain aspects of it affected my life. So I do think that there's some part of it that that uh, I am entitled to speak on because I was deeply affected by it, as well as many people from my family. But my uncle was wrongfully accused of a crime in 2008 and, and um, had to basically fight for his life for three years in Mexico. Then, you know, he proved his innocence, was released, came back to the United States. And then five years later, again, the same issue. And he had to, we had to fight again for his life for another seven months while he was incarcerated and then was released. And then the fight continued for another three years. So in total, it took about 10 years for all of this to be cleared up. And in those 10 years, my family, you know, was going through hell. We went through some of the most difficult times in our lives because it was such a terrible tragedy for everyone, like every single person. We, like, there's nobody in our immediate family that has gone to jail or been or been in jail for an extended, like, nobody. So for us, it was such a huge deal that that was happening. Like, I remember when he was here in LA, he was incarcerated in, in Men's Central, and I would pass that jail every single day to work, every single day. And on my way, like, I would, you know, give him his bendición on my way to work because, like, I just couldn't, you know, every waking thought was, like, he was in there and he was in there. And, and like, I was out and there was nothing that we can do, you know, except everything that we were trying to do legally. You know, I was helping the attorneys here. We had attorneys here. In Mexico, we had attorneys for his, because we were in the middle of a custody battle. Like, it just was a huge, huge um, disaster and tragedy is the only way that I can say it. And I couldn't, like, every single day, every waking moment of my life, at least for the seven months that he was in jail here, all, that's all I could think about. Like, every step that I took, every little thing that I did, like, that's all that I could think about. That was, like, in the back of my mind constantly that he was there and and we were out and and we just didn't know what was going to happen. At the time he um he was risking extradition back to Mexico and and that was like our biggest fear because you know the Mexican government is so corrupt and we had already fought our battle in Mexico. It had already been 3 years, you know, for 3 years my mom went to Mexico and stayed in Mexico the majority of the time to help her brother through this. And we had already gone through all of that, you know, and, and when this happened, my son was, he had, he wasn't even two years old, you know, when it happened here, when it happened in Mexico, it was, I was 18 years old, but anyway, so, so 
So during that time, we just didn't know what was going to happen. We just did not know what the outcome was. Long story short, um, he ended up again proving his innocence. Again, the the request for this extradition was um, withdrawn and he is free. You know, he's been free since I want to say that was 2018 because I remember it was like almost exactly 10 years to the date. And um, the actually, though, before that, when he was released um, from jail here, I remember I have this very like specific thing that happened. So he was going to be released on bail, on bond, because it was a, it's a federal case. So he was being released on bond, like five of us had to sign. And, you know, that was that. But anyway, I was like the point of contact for everyone. So they called me and they were like, he's going to be released meet us here and I was in downtown because I worked in downtown LA and my family was trying to get into downtown LA to to pick him up and you know so I made it there and we're at a we're at like at a street light and he's at one end released and I'm at the at another end and I'm just like we're just like crying you know looking at each other and we can't you know it's at a red light so we can't get to each other and we're just like literally crying you know and he finally crosses over and he hugs me and he's just like, you know, it's over. It's over. Like, this is done. It wasn't done. But in that moment, him being out, it was just like a sigh of like huge relief, you know. And I've always been very close with my mom's siblings. You know, I feel like I was like their seventh sister because I was the first one. I was, you know, I was like the first niece, the first grandchild. Like, I have always had a close relationship with them. But with this uncle specifically, I've always had like a special bond. So um anyway so so we were there on monday on labor day and and since then my uncle has um purchased his own business he's a mechanic he has his own business and he now has purchased a second location he's purchased his home and and just seeing how after all that tragedy he has been able to basically rebuild his life you know, he didn't get out of it unscathed. Like, there's definitely lots of wounds. There's definitely lots of trauma that everyone endured because of that situation. But he rebuilt his life. He did. You know, he has a family. He has his children with him. He, he, um, you know, his his girls, one of them has already graduated from college. The other one is, is um, in the process of it. Like, and it's so impressive to me that, that somebody has been able to basically pick up the pieces and, and start over. And that isn't just him, you know, all of my mom's siblings are like that. All of my, my, um, like I, I've, I've seen that firsthand, you know, a lot of them have been through tragedy, divorce. Um, you know, they did their pay their, my grandfather passed away when I was two years old. So they didn't really have that father figure. And all of them have just basically like picked up the pieces and, and started over and, and made, you know, beautiful lives for themselves. So that's, that's all I've ever seen growing up is just people working really hard and, and um, making the best of all situations. And I was thinking about it a lot because I'm kind of at a crossroads in my life right now where I just, you know, like a, a little, a part of me feels heartbroken for different situations that I, that I'm going through. And, um, you know, I always thought like, the biggest heartbreak that I've ever gone through is not having a partner throughout my pregnancy and 
you know, delivering my child alone and being a single parent and, and not just not having a partner, but having a narcissist, you know, a, a narcissist as a, as my child's parent was very difficult because narcissists, people that are narcissists don't want to be with you, but they also don't want to leave you alone. So it was like a constant battle, a constant, a constant battle that I dealt with. And I dealt with it in silence because I didn't want anyone to know, you know, how bad it really was. But then, you know, as I was walking the other day, I, I was walking my dog and I was just thinking like, right now I feel sad. Like I feel moments of sadness because I just don't know what to do. Like I just, there's things that I feel and I just don't know what to do. And I was just like, well, you know, I've always thought that like I got through the hardest thing ever, but what I'm dealing with right now, it still hurts. It's still hard. And like, you don't like, I don't know what the next steps are for me to feel better. And a lot of it is just dealing with my own anxiety that I have. And, and dealing with anxiety is very difficult because you can be perfectly fine one day. And then the next day, like your mind is going a hundred miles per hour. You know, yesterday I had a really difficult day. I, I, like I mentioned, I started a new job and like, I have to go into the office twice a week and I have to go into the office yesterday and I was busy, but it wasn't busy, like overwhelming. Like I just had things to do and, and nobody was like bothering me. Like I just had my tasks to do. I had my earphones on and I was listening to an audio book and just doing my, my job. But while I'm doing my job, like my mind is going and going and going and going and going. Like, what's the next steps? What are you going to do next? Are you going to look for a new place? Are you going to try to buy a house? Are you going to try to do this? Are you going to try to do that? Like what, like, and it's like a constant, you know, and, and having anxiety is so hard. It's like, you have that feeling of, I think Mel, Mel Robbins explained, explained it the best. Like, you know, that feeling you get when you're about to get into a car accident and like your whole body kind of just has like a physical reaction you have that constantly, constantly, constantly like that. You're constantly feeling that and it's exhausting. So today I feel like so incredibly drained and tired and I don't want to get out. I didn't want to get out of bed. Like I don't want to do anything, but I had things that I needed to do with my son. So thinking about all that and just kind of like seeing and, and experiencing like going through that with my uncle and like, I realized, you know, heartbreak, problems like they're never going to go away like you that's never going to go away but what does change is your perspective on those things and how you choose to view those situations and and if you choose to to be um accepting of God's plan for you and and understanding and just going with the flow which is so hard for me um, and also understanding that no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, no matter what's on your mind, like you have the ability to rebuild yourself. You have the ability to pick up the pieces. You have the ability to create a whole new life for you. Like all you have to do is decide that you're not, that you no longer want to do things, you know, in that specific way and you make the changes necessary, you know, in whatever it is, whether it's a job, whether it's your health, whether it is your relationships, like you just have to make the decision of wanting to change your life and wanting something better for yourself. So with that, um, I hope that's inspiring. You know, what my uncle went through, what my entire family went through was extremely difficult. Maybe one day I'll have him on or have my mom on and we can talk about the situation. But, you know, I feel extremely proud of, of my family for overcome, for overcoming that, like every single person in my family, because it was hard. And 
And there was a lot of people that would talk a lot of crap about us and a lot of people that would say that he committed this crime. And and it became like it, it became one of the hardest things that that it is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with. And I know it's one of the hardest things that he's ever had to deal with in my family just in general. So I'm so proud of them for and I'm so proud of him for overcoming this tragedy and for, you know, rebuilding his life, not giving up, not, you know, not giving up on life and, and wanting more and, and, and um, you know, always taking care of, of his family. So with that, I wish you guys an excellent week and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to bring your cafecito. Bye.